That was a dog <laughs> yep, yep. spit pile of yep, pay-per-view. Yep. That thing sucked. Welcome to Grapples of Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether you've been naughty or nice, because it is that time of year, ladies and gentlemen, Christmas time, New Year's time, it's a beautiful time. Uh, I don't know, I think I've, I think I was naughty because uh, Santa, Santa just got me sick for uh Give you a lump of coal in your throat. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad out here for your boy Shades, but uh. I think I was on the naughty side this year. I'm just waiting for this year to just be over, man. Let's go 2020. Here we come. We're, we're merely a few days away yeah. from the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020. But before we do all that, you're listening to us here on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples, apples, and grapples are number two. two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you could be on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts. Ill will the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be. That's who I is. No thrill, huh? Not feeling so thrillish today. Yeah, well, I'm feeling illish today. Hey, dab on him. It's your boy, the one and only. I haven't used that one in a long time. The very sensual. The very sick. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself. Your boy, Shades. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very fun episode for you this week. We are going to, of course, go over the news. We're going to go over some wrestling. More importantly, it's the year and awards. It is time for the golden and the rotten apples. But, considering it's also the end of the decade, we're going to give you our golden and rotten apples of the decade. Of the decade. Oh, my God, there's so much content for your ears. But before we do all that, my man, I know you're sick. Do me a favor, please. Ring that bell. So, uh, as uh, Thrill stated earlier, oh, excuse me, the Poetarian yeah. stated earlier, not a lot of news out there, so let's go over some uh, WWE news real quick. WWE has their holiday house show at MSG Should every like post-Christmas. Every yeah, We were there last year with the boys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our nephews, the boys. Uh, this year, they had uh, a couple title matches. A triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, the defending champion, taking on Charlotte and Asuka in a steel cage match. No surprise there, Becky Lynch wins. The bigger surprise of the night, Rey Mysterio taking on Andrade for the United States Championship. And Mr. Uh, Thrill. Yes, sir. Mr. Ill Will. Yes, sir. We have a new United States champion. Yeah, we do. They've been... You're not happy about this? I... Get, say what you're going to say, and then I'm going to give my two cents on Okay, this. so I didn't like that they were teasing the uh, Zelina-Andrade breakup mm-hmm. for weeks. And then go... It's out the window. Yeah, out, out, yeah. out the window. All things are forgiven. Andrade yeah. is the new U.S. champion. Yeah. What? I mean, I'm happy for my guy. Like, finally, get some recognition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't like Ray taking the belt off of AJ anyway, but listen... If that's the way you transition from having one heel to another heel, get your belt, Ray being the transitional champion, that's a good transitional champion. It's not going to hurt his stock. Right. Um, my thing is, now that Andrade is the U.S. champion, there's even less reasons 
for him and Zelina to break up mm-hmm. because being your mid card, you know, champion, you're gonna need to talk his English. Not great. Like mine right now. Not great. <laughs> so Zelina needs to be that mouthpiece now more than ever. True. Very true. Now, I'm so happy that Andrade got this win in terms of him being the U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. I don't like the circumstances in which he got it. A, there's like no heat to him and Ray. Mm-hmm. Not no heat, but very little heat. There was more heat a few months ago when they were having those bangers week after week. Yeah, but that was SmackDown. Like. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But like now it's kind of just like meh. And then... What really, really bothers me is I'm doing that at the house show at MSG because it takes away from AJ's. When AJ beat Kevin Owens, the one that we were at, or that I was at, you didn't come at that, yeah. you decided to not come. Um, when AJ beat Kevin Owens at MSG for the US title at a house show, it was this huge thing because it was a first in X amount of time. It was the one of only... X amount of times, mm-hmm. you know, and now just two years later, they're doing the same title, same shtick, same building, mm-hmm. and so now it's like, how cool was it really? Was though? it at MSG? Or was it, it was at MSG? I was there. Or I thought you guys were at um, Nassau. The house show? No, no, we went to Raw at Nassau. Okay. The house show was at MSG. Okay. Um, because Craig Christie was behind us, like three oh, rows behind us. You're, you're so that's what bothers me about this it's like so we're just gonna do this again we did it two years ago like you're that desperate for like are your house shows doing that bad mm-hmm. that now you have to do this so that fans can go oh well we have to go to every house show cause you never know what's gonna happen I mean this house show was pretty stacked compared to um last year's you had um, the triple threat in the in the cage match between mm-hmm. for the women's championship. You had uh, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. You had uh, the Big Dog versus Dolph Ziggler. Like there was a but lot that, of but good the house shows. But the house, show. house shows are always like that. They they they're like practice matches for mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. So like none of that make none of that surprises. I think when I went to didn't we have a cage match when we went to yeah, last year? Uh, Rollins versus Boop. I don't remember. Yeah, but it was that versus Ambrose? Ambrose, yeah. In a cage match. Yeah. Yeah, so like, it's nothing new. I just don't like that. I feel like this takes away from the the cool factor of what I experienced when AJ did it. Okay. You know? But, you know, good for Andrade. I'm happy he's the, the U.S. champion. I, I'm, I'm Also, happy. the championship doesn't mean anything right now. It's also true. But... What did we state earlier? <clears throat> no WWE title on screen. That U.S. title is going to be your title right now. That's that's going to be prominently shown. Uh, that I mean, it, that in terms of like uh, importance, I think right now it's Raw Women's Championship U.S. title because the WWE title is nowhere to be found. Right. And they don't know what the hell they're doing with the Viking Raiders. So. Yeah. No, I agree, but they have to actually do that. Well, because what good is it if he's the only belt on the show if it's still being booked crappily? Poorly. You know? Yeah. I mean, he can do something... This is more of a babyface type thing, but an open challenge. 
and like make it mean something again. Put on because we know he can put on good matches. Put on bangers. He can do it as a heel, especially because his 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 um his gimmick is that he's arrogant. So as an arrogant heel, he can say, "I'll take on any challenger, anyone. I don't care. Yeah, I'll beat anybody." I feel like with that, they'll they'll put like uh, wet blanket from North Dakota. No, out, so out there I like, think I, I think you're right, and I think that's not a bad way to go. I think you start with jobbers, jobbers, or like lower card, the mojos of the world. No, this speaking is, of mojo, we had a mojo Raleigh signing on Raw. Yeah, I know that's why I mentioned it. Uh, have him face a Zack Ryder. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like lower card, and you build mm-hmm. until someone of relevance, who's done doing whatever they were doing, turns around and goes, and, you know, op- answers the open challenge, and then you have him go, oh wait, hold on. Then you can kind of do the backpedal a little bit, and then you have yourself a great feud for the title. And you can have Alistair Black answer it finally. Hundred percent. Let Alistair Black. Oh, that's perfect. Because they have history from NXT. This is perfect. Let him finish his Buddy Murphy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, his thing is always, who's going to answer my door, yada, yada, yada. Let Andrade, like, every week talk about how great he is, how no one can beat him. And let him beat jobbers and lower card and mid card. And then one day, once Alistair's done with Buddy, let him just roll up to the ring and just watch the magic. And, um... The last bit of it's rumor news. There's a rumor that um, rumor has it. Brock Lesnar's opponent for the Royal Rumble will be a uh, man that Gravity forgot, Ricochet. I mean... That's not even his name. That's, that's Neville's that, name. That's Neville's thing. Yeah, it's Neville's thing. I know who you meant, though. Yeah. No, you're going to feed... <sighs> nah, I wouldn't necessarily say feed... That Lesnar's no. not gonna work him. Lesnar's not gonna work for he wouldn't work for Ambrose. He's gonna work for Ricochet. He didn't want to work the Ambrose thing. He worked with Finn. He worked with AJ. Yeah, he because these are wrestlers that he respects for what they can do. Ricochet's relatively new in the game. Mm-hmm. AJ, DB, no, and Finn have AJ's been in. Been, uh, Ricochet's been wrestling for almost fifteen years. Yeah, but it's not compared to how long DB, AJ, and it's about styles. Brock likes different styles. If he cares about the the match. It will be a good... This is the the biggest issue that I have with wrestling fans right now. People think that Brock Lesnar doesn't know how to wrestle. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, it's like... Yeah, people forget that Brock can go. Brock can really go. But Brock has to be invested. And And I don't know that he'll be invested with Ricochet. with With a guy like Ricochet and his speed, I think he'll be invested. So here's the thing. What is it that made Brock interested in working AJDB... Finn and Seth. Is it, styles. is it their style or is it because he respects what they can do? Like it's or is little, it because of how long they've been doing it? A little Because both. we know for a fact that Heyman is huge AJ fan. Yeah. So clearly Brock's got to have all the respect in the world for AJ. Mm-hmm. We know that he respects DB. Mm-hmm. Clearly he shows that he respects Finn Balor. Is it a, if, it's, if it's a style thing, then okay, I can see what you're saying. Maybe he will get down with Ricochet. But if it's a matter of respect, I don't know that he would care or respect Ricochet enough to 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 work him in a good match. I I, I think people seriously underestimate Brock Lesnar's uh, ability to want to wrestle. When he wants to, he's fantastic. And I, and I think that um, this match, like if they do actually go through with this, it's up to Brock. Can be a, a decent match as long as it's not a excuse me a five second squash match. 
Who cares? It's entirely up to Brock. See, because like your your whole idea of style doesn't work because of Kofi. Kofi has a similar style, and he squashed Kofi in five seconds. Not similar to Ricochet. I'm talking about in sense of like speed, agility, aerial. They were under the clock for the Kofi thing, <clears throat> and that 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 title reign needed to end. I agree, but I'm saying. And how um, is he different from that the was, other guys? That was Vince stomping out Kofi Mania once and for all, and doing it emphatically. And just sending his his assassin to go and do it. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. It, it really it all boils down to Brock. If Brock cares, it'll be a good match. I just don't see it. Mm. But we'll see. Time will tell. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And uh, some AEW news. Yep. Little little AEW news. So obviously AEW did not have an episode this week. Uh, they Brian, didn't. Brian Alvarez tweets out that NXT <laughs> won the ratings war this week. 831,000 uh, to zero. <laughs> so uh, this is by far the biggest... <laughs> the biggest win for, for NXT. For NXT. I think they got the demographic this week too. Oh yeah, I <laughs> for sure think they got it. Imagine they still lost the demographic. Oh my god, that'd be ridiculous. At that point, give it up. Right? right? That's a, just pack it up, pack it in. I'm not going to. I'm sick, but you know okay, what? Okay, okay, all right, all right. Fair enough. <coughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. So I'll, uh, I'm on the medication. Right <laughs> on the medication. So AEW, people were speculating. Speculation? That, uh... What these rankings like? What do they mean? Are they ever really gonna do anything with it? Mm-hmm. Do they reset? Mm-hmm. Like, is this like a like a football or a basketball mm-hmm. where their their stats reset? And show enough, they do. Every January first, you know, full calendar year, AEW will reset the rankings. Everybody's uh, records will be wiped clean, which makes sense because I think all the all three titles are on the line next week for the last episode of the new year. Okay, so at least one title changes hands. I think Rio drops the belt. I think SCE retains and, and Jericho retains. I can see that. They need a they need a a kick in the butt. Like they need something to restart the fire because right yeah. now. I mean, they need to come out of the gate hot in twenty twenty for sure. Yeah. Because they need, they need something. Um, ah, they need something. Last week was your weakest episode by far. Yeah. And um, in other news for AEW, tickets for their New Jersey show mm-hmm. at the Prudential Center go on sale in January. Well, don't tell people. Then they're going to buy our tickets before we do. So... Um, I think we have to go, you know. It's New Jersey. I told Potential Center's right there, you know. I told I told Mighty Bizzle Double Z Double E. I was like, if they don't announce a New York show by the time these go on sale on January twenty whatever, then I'm definitely going. Well, my um my boy Ed messaged me <clears throat> and said, Hey, AEW's coming to the Prudential Center. Are we in there? I didn't message him back, but Ed, if you're listening, we in there. there. Grapples to Apples will take the Presidential Center on for our first AEW show. Oh, I'm so hyped. 
And um, I really wish they did a New York show first. I don't. Why? I want their first New York show to be a pay-per-view. I want well, it's I'm not going to be Revolution. That's in Chicago. Okay. The week of my birthday. Jerks. Is it? Yeah. That weekend. That Saturday. Your birthday's on a... Wednesday. Also then. Yeah, nothing to worry about. There are the weekly shows on my birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. On the 26th. And then that su- that Saturday is Revolution. Yeah, my birthday's the 26th on a Wednesday. And then Revolution is that Saturday, the 29th. In okay. Chicago. Bizzle was saying, yo, you want to do that for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. Go to Chicago? For Revolution. Because it's in, it's, it's not, so, you know how I always complain about All In being in, quote unquote, Chicago, but it's really in the Hoffman Estates? Mm-hmm. The venue that they have for Revolution is legitimately in downtown Chicago. Like, I definitely could walk there from where my hotel was when I went to Chicago last time. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time I went to Chicago, rather. But I still, I don't know. I want to do something. I, whatever. Not a conversation for the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. That we talk about there. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. So this as um, you were <laughs> this show. Um, I believe the tickets go on sale in January mm-hmm. for the show that will be in March. Collect. Um, so, yeah, we gonna be there. Yeah. In some capacity or another. For show. For show. But that is uh that's all that's all the news. It's a slow week, you know, a couple days before the new year, a couple days past Christmas. Yeah. Everybody's enjoying uh, some turkey dinners with their families or ham dinners or, or China dinners. If you're you know Latino. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Brisket well, if you're Jewish. Yeah, well, I was like, whatever you eat on Hanukkah on one of the nights. Donuts. Oh man, I had a couple of Hanukkah donuts. The Hanukkah donuts are the, the jelly ones? Oh, Ooh. my God. Ooh, my monkey got oh. me, like, three of them. And I ate them right before I got sick. And I was like, ah. Yo, last year, I had two different customers who brought us, like, a dozen each. Mm-hmm. This year, they just brought us cookies. I was like. Where the donuts at, bro? they probably looked at me and said, he don't need donuts. <laughs> he don't need more donuts. You don't even need cookies. But, but those jelly donuts is official tissue. They hit. They definitely hit. So, Mr. Thrill. Well, so before we go into the year and stuff, I do want to briefly give some thoughts that I had about this week's Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Just because I'd be remiss if I didn't complain a little bit. Okay. So. What's a grapple to Apple's uh, episode without right. us not complaining? Exactly, right. So, remember I complained last week about how they debuted Deanna Parazzo just for a squash? Yep. Oh, look. Lather, rinse, repeat. Chelsea Green. Why? Why? This woman who came off the indie circuit with so much fanfare, you sign her to a, to a, an NXT contract. She hasn't even been on NXT TV yet, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and I then and then you just debut her to squash her to Charlotte. The last time we saw Chelsea Green was at the Mayan Classic, wasn't she? Yeah, but and and uh, granted, it wasn't a squash match. She actually got in some pretty decent offense in this match. Mm-hmm. But why why bring up Chelsea Green just to feed her to Charlotte? You don't have other women on the roster to feed her? Uh, Come on. You're telling me you can't find one other woman in the roster, in the back in the locker room right now, who's not on NXT, to just go, all right, just go eat a pin to Charlotte real quick. I feel like the Raw women's like title scene, or in general, is Asuka, Charlotte, Becky. Right. I can't name any other women. 
Kabuki Warriors, who are the tech. Wait, what are, what are the Iconics doing? I haven't seen the Iconics since they lost the tag titles. What about Sarah Logan? She appeared, like, you know, out of nowhere to be on the Raw team for Survivor Series and then disappeared okay, again. Sarah Logan. You can't feed Sarah Logan to Charlotte. Could have done that, yeah. And not because I don't like Sarah Logan, but Sarah Logan's already on the roster, you know? Like, whatever. Whatever you're doing or not doing with and her. the Kabuki just... Warriors, um, Kyrie Sane's hurt still. So. Right, Kyrie's hurt and also in the middle of this thing, you know? So, you couldn't, I mean, I don't know. And then you have Liv Morgan, and she's a second week in a row with these vignettes. And I swear to God, it smells like Emelina all over again. And it's like, wow, Vince is really obsessed with this idea. She was in the tub again this week? No, this time she was out of the tub in front of the mirror in a towel. Talking to herself again. I, I, I'm still holding out hopes that it's a Bray Wyatt thing. I don't know, because they keep doing the to be continued in the like in that script, in that cursive font, in gold. I was like, oh my god. It, it, I really hope they're not trying Emelina all over again. It'd be really dumb if they do. Why didn't the Emelina thing work before? Because Emma does, it's not, like Emma couldn't pull it off. And Vince got mad, so he just nixed it. So if Emma couldn't pull it off, and we don't know if Liv can pull it off, why didn't he, like, do this for Mandy? Like, Mandy could pull this off. Lacey Evans. No, Lacey Evans is not her stick. I don't know. Lacey Evans, the whole sassy Southern Belle thing works for her. Well, I don't care for her. Anyway. And then my my gripe with um with SmackDown is the whole structure of this episode felt like nothing happened. We open with a triple threat match that doesn't take place because uh, Baron Corbin gets jumped by Roman Reigns. Then they like, oh, we're gonna postpone it. We're not gonna postpone it. We're gonna postpone no. it. We're not gonna postpone it's it. It's like, oh, it's not gonna be a triple threat anymore. Now it's a, it's singles, a singles match, match between the Miz and Daniel Bryan. We get like five minutes in. And then Baron Corbin's goons break up the fight. No, we have to do a triple threat. So now the main event is a triple threat. It's like, what? I mean, what? I think the only good match. What are we the, doing? This this whole pay per view, uh, pay per view. This whole um SmackDown. episode of SmackDown was the, the women's match. match between Dana Brooke, uh, uh, Lacey, Lacey Evans, Evans, and then um, Sasha and Bailey, the best friends. Trent and and, and Chucky T. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the boss and. It's not the, Balls and Hulk connection. No. I couldn't remember Bailey's name. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's those are just annoying annoyances because it felt like we watched two hours of nothing. I mean, this this Raw... Oh, and they had Braun Strowman doing a dance in the middle of the ring. I'm like, way to undercut Braun Strowman, man. We'll get the Braun Strowman later. Ugh. Oh, you, you're going to get these hands. Let's see if this crowd can get these hips. I'm just like, oh, no. This. Stop. <laughs> so for me, Raw was like uh, Monday Night Squash. Mm. It was just like not necessarily, but squash match after squash match mm-hmm. after squash match, and just like they're playing it safe. Yeah, because, because it's, it's a holdover. It's week. a holdover week. Yeah. Who cares? Um, the one thing that I I wanted to like touch on before we get to our awards is uh. Bray Wyatt, or mm. the Fiend. Mm. So let's let's talk about the people that he, he's faced. Mm. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan. 
All right, those are three guys. I'm talking about in like real feuds with, mm-hmm. not just one-off matches. Not just a two-week home invasion angle and then the one-off match. Exactly. So, I think they're really trying to have like this mystical power that that Bray Wyatt or the Fiend has. Because look at look at his feud with Finn Balor, his very first feud. You know. Uh-huh. He fights Finn Balor, does the neck snap thing, Finn's off of TV for, for weeks, uh-huh. comes back on NXT as a heel, uh-huh. leaves a face, returns a heel. Right. Seth Rollins, his battle with the, the Fiend. There's a face, turns comes a heel. Out, comes out a heel. Right. Daniel Bryan was in that tweener phase. We didn't know if he was mm-hmm. a heel, we didn't know he was a face. More heel, but yeah. He was more heel. Yeah. And now he's face. He right? faces... Bray Wyatt, right. now he's a face. Which is what they've been pushing. Like Everyone who comes out is you know, changed by... Exactly. Okay. So, my thing is... The rumors that I, are going around are... Roman is going to win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And since Daniel Bryan won uh, tonight on SmackDown, he's going to face The Fiend at Royal Rumble. Whack. I'm hoping that The Fiend wins. And then Roman turns heel? At WrestleMania. Oh, bro, that's... Come on. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not. But imagine if it does. Yeah, and imagine John Cena went heel again. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't care about John Cena anymore. Imagine the New Day ever goes heel again. It's just not going to happen. They're too over to go heel. That's what I'm saying. Like, what Roman's I'm... never going heel. Roman will never... Until Roman's, like... 40 years old and no, 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 no one cares no, no. anymore, shh, 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 he's not turning heel. Seth Rollins was their top baby face on Raw. Fans turned on him against, for, for the, uh, what you call it, facing the Fiend. Yeah, but Seth became the guy as a heel. He became the WWE champion as a heel. Roman Reigns can be like, I've beaten the Fiend. I'm the only person to beat the Fiend. And you guys boo me, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And then he can just like stroll, stroll, so, ah, slowly make that transition to being a bad guy. <clears throat> I don't see it happening, bro. If they didn't, if they didn't pull the trigger after Undertaker, they're not doing it. He got booed so bad that he couldn't even get a word out the day after WrestleMania. And if they didn't pull it then, they're not pulling it now. Yeah, like he was. He was like, anytime he went to go talk, they booed. And yeah, he was, he was like, the biggest heel in all of wrestling. This is my yard, and just walked out. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was the biggest heel in all of wrestling without being a heel, and they didn't pull the trigger on it. Not gonna, it's not going to happen. You can wish and dream all you want. It's not going to happen. It's be good storytelling, though. All the more reason. Not going to happen. Vince don't know how to do this. It would be good storytelling. Last, last thing. NXT had Keith Lee and Leo Rush tag team together. Finally, if anyone ever followed any of their, either of their careers in the indie scene, their programs against each other and with each other were always so much fun. And so the minute they both got signed to NXT, I was so happy that I thought we'd get that and we hadn't. 
Mm. And now we finally got them bringing it as at least in one match as a tag team. And oh, oh, oh yes, more please. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> um, Austin Theory made a yes. Uh, made a uh, <laughs> what is it called? A um, he had a match against Roger Strong. He made an appearance. His the appearance. Yes, his, his NXT de- TV debut. Exactly, Austin Theory. Uh, had a good match. Is he still currently evil I, champion? I'm actually checking that now because I don't know. Yeah, he's... Oh, he's... Oh. Former evil Former champion. Former evil champion. He's currently signed to WWE. Yeah, same thing. And he's got the he's got the look. He's got the arrogance like to be a good... Like a top heel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so does EC3. Yeah, but Austin Theory is an indie-grown guy. Right. Uh, EC3 was a TNA, TNA grown guy. guy. And you know Vince, if you're not AJ Styles, you're not getting anything. Well, AJ only got through because he's AJ. He's the phenomenal AJ Styles. Yeah. That that moniker isn't is just a <clears throat> name, you know, that's a the way of life. It's, it's the truth. Well, speaking of things that are phenomenal. Speaking of things that are amazing. Speaking of things that are gold. Ladies and gentlemen, let's cut to the chase. We know what we're all here for. We know why you're here. You know why we're here. It's for our year-end Golden and Rotten Apple Awards. And this year, the very special Decade so you guys, not, you don't get just one award show. You, you get, get two. two. What? Come on. Come on, come on, son. And then, and then, you know, in ten more years, when we have five more listeners, we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to do this again. again. All right. So I think it makes sense if we start with the year. Of course. All and right. Then we close out the decade, baby. Absolutely. All right. I'm, I'm on the same page. On the same page. Are we doing the promotion also? Um, I, mean, I don't have can. it written down, but I, I can do it on top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can do that. All right. So what? let's start. Do you want to go down the the line, or do you want to start somewhere in particular? Well, I took your layout, so if if we have tag team male-female pay-per-view match. You want to do it that way? Let's do it that way. All right. So let's start with our tag team of the year. Now, you want to start with Ryan or Golden? I'm going to start with Golden. Okay. So, Shades, please tell us who your Golden Apple Tag Team of the Year award goes to. Okay, so before we get into uh, our awards, yes, we're only allowed two uh, honorable mentions for the year. I hate you so much. For the decade, I hate you so Shades much. has a thousand. We'll get to that later. I love how you're the one who set the rule. Just this year, just one honorable mention for everything. Just one year, one, just one honor. And I'm, I'm just, I sat here breaking my head to make sure I got one for each. And you're sitting here with honorable mentions up to wazoo. My honorable mention. Just making rules up, you go for the tag team of the year. The Lucha Brothers. Hey, that, that's not can't go wrong there. I'm not gonna argue with that. My golden. Apple for Tag Team of the Year, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, 
Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. Undisputed. Okay. I think they Very deserve nice. it. They, they're the longest reigning tag team champions. Very nice. They've put on banger after banger after banger. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't see any other team. I mean, I was going to give it to the Bucks, but I, their body of work haven't been uh, as big as last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, I wouldn't to give two honorable mentions, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And if it would, it would have gone to the Villain Enterprise. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's more of a stable, the tag That's team why there. I... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that's why I chose Bobby Fish and Kylo Rowley. I think they've had good matches. Okay, all right. So, Mr. Thrill? So my golden apple for tag team of the year goes to... Well, this is the worst year-end award show I have ever been to. Really? SCU. Okay. Now, like you, I kind of thought about the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking January to January. Mm-hmm. And because the Bucks have been so hard on trying to build the division, they haven't had the greatest year. Now, don't get me wrong. Their match with Lucha Brothers have been... Right. In, terms of, in terms of win-loss, they haven't had the greatest year, but in terms of match quality... For sure, 100%. Ooh. However, I thought to myself, AEW probably has... Are you be the best tag team division in the world right now? Mm. And who's at the top of that pile? SCU. Okay. So for that reason, and because they have fantastic matches almost every time they go out, also, mm-hmm. I'm giving SCU the Golden Apple for tag team of the year. Wow. All right. Yeah. Is it uh, like all, are all your golden? No, they're not all AEW. They're not all AEW. They're not all elite guys. Shut up. Okay, so- <laughs> So for Shades, Ryan Apple. Yes. The tag team that gets that Ryan Apple. Yes. They can re- they need to redeem themselves. The revival. Oh, okay. The revival. Oh, that's that's so heartbreaking. It is very heartbreaking. Oh man, makes you me know sad. how much I love the revival. <sighs> but between their uh, comedy shtick with the, the, the Usos yeah. being lackeys to Baron yeah, Corbin, yeah. uh lackluster title reigns. The revival for me, I was just like, not a good year for you guys. You're not wrong. Yo, FTR, man. Fix the revival. Yeah, hashtag FTR. Fix the revival. And then there's rumors of them doing a comedy shtick now. Yeah, they're going to have a comedy gimmick apparently. Oh, man. That, that's, that's yeah, that, that's a solid pick. My Ron Apple goes to The Ascension. Okay. These guys... I didn't even know they wrestled this year. That's exactly my point. I feel like this is a team that had so much potential that I think the Brizongo stuff was last year, right? Yeah. Like, they were on the cusp of being able to do something last year, and then they got to a point where they weren't even on TV anymore, and now they both got released. I don't know if they're going to continue to work indies together or separate... But, I mean, can you have a worse year than the Ascension did as a tag team? As wrestlers? I don't think you can. That's what I'm, you know? And, again, I really like the Ascension. I really do. I like them both. Yeah. It's just, they had a, a bum year. Makes me sad. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's a strong pick. Yeah. I will not argue that Thank fact. you, thank you, thank you. Let's move down the line. It's a male wrestler of the year. Male wrestler of the year. Do you want to go first this time? I'll go, for, I'll off, go first this switch time. Switch off and on, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go backwards this time. Okay, you're going to Ryan. My Ryan Apple. Ooh. 
for the year goes to Mojo Raleigh. Oh. <laughs> That's a strong pick. I'm sitting here thinking, who had the worst year as a single male wrestler? Who's got it worse than Mojo? I'll tell you mine. Like, the guy can't figure... They, they can't figure out his career, what to do with him, his character. He wants to be Glacier. He wants glacier. to be Glacier. He's not Glacier. He wants to wear Zubaz pants. He wants to wear tights. He wants to wear trunks. He wants to wear a vest. He, he wants to wear face makeup. He doesn't want to wear face makeup. He wants to be a heel. He wants to do cocaine with Ron Gronkowski. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's just... It, ugh, oh, man. don't I don't want to be a Mojo. No gracias. Okay. You're rotten, sir. Oh, am I rotten? And I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Oh, no. The monster among men, Braun Strowman. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I can't 2018, he had title opportunity after title opportunity after title top opportunity. top of the card. And then this year. He's just a celebrity guy. He's in the middle of it. He's just in the middle of nothing. Yeah. He's just smack dab in the middle of doing nothing. Drew Gulak feud. Tyson Fury feud. He was hurt for a long time. And now he's dancing on SmackDown. Exactly. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, yep, yep. I almost gave it to Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Almost. Ooh. But I love Drew too much to do that. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't do yeah, it. That wouldn't be a bad pick either. That wouldn't be a bad pick either. But I'm like, I was like, Braun had a bad year. Okay. Not a title opportunity, nothing. Fair enough. Nothing. Fair enough. All right. Now, I'm gonna bust out my honorable mention. Oh, you first. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, my my golden and my honorable mention made me very happy for this for this category. Okay. Because the honorable mention goes to my man, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay. Okay. Now. In terms of male wrestler of the year, if you go down the list of matches throughout the calendar, I don't think anyone has had as many top-level matches as Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Best of the Super Juniors. I'm talking uh, G1 Climax. I'm talking any and every, you know, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan show. Will Ospreay is putting on five-star matches in his sleep because he can. Mm-hmm. Shingo, Takagi, Okada, Tana, it doesn't even like doesn't matter. We'll go go have a five star. Okay, be back. I'll be I'll be back in ten. Chip chip Tyrio. Like like it's just I don't think anyone's had a better in terms of in ring work, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's had a better uh, better year than Malaspray. However, in terms of overall year, not just in ring work. My golden apple for male wrestler of the year goes to none other than the champion. Oh, Chris Jericho. Okay. I mean, again, we're talking January to January. Yep. And so we start the year with him being the big announcement for AEW. Mm-hmm. Then winning the first ever AEW championship, having another year of the Jericho cruise, having, you know, he had a great match at, at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Mm-hmm. He's still having great matches in AEW. He's become like the anchor of that promotion. Yep. Along with Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, anything and everything he does sells, including a little bit of the bubbly, which we have 
here in the, in the in the place tonight. Yeah. So like, how could it not be Jericho? Yeah. You know, to me, it's like who had a better year than Jericho? I'll I'll, I'll tell you who okay. had a better year than Jericho. My second honorable mention. Okay. So that's it for the year for me. Okay. Mr. Burn It Down himself, Seth Burn It Down Rollins. My honorable mention. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I'm listening. He kept Raw afloat almost single-handedly. By the way, I think it's hilarious that your honorable mention is Seth and mine as well, Osprey. No, that's funny. <laughs> Considering their Twitter feud. Beating Brock Lesnar twice. No easy beat in itself. Okay. Winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Going to WrestleMania. Well, the Rumble was last year. Well, I'm just saying. So you can't. Like, no, no. But I get you. So, for me, my honorable is Seth Rollins. He had a, he had a good year. Um, Shoot, he was about to be my rotten apple. <laughs> he didn't have, like, Hell in the Cell is the only reason, like, that, like, really. Like, well, him and his, you know, Twitter nonsense. That's all. You know what? Yeah, now I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. It picks up wrong. <laughs> My golden apple, though. Okay. Without dispute, is the reigning, defending, undisputed Adam Cole, yeah. baby. This is like everyone's answer. Everyone's wrestler of the year is Adam Cole. He put on. In my opinion, some of the best in-ring mic skills, in-ring work, um, his stuff with uh, Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano matches. Him and Gargano, uh, one and two, were instant classics. Yeah. Five-star matches. Yeah, yeah. This guy's working like seven matches in like four nights. <laughs> his, his, his work rate with the, uh, yeah. the takeover... Um, taking over Raw, Survivor SmackDown, series. Survivor Series, that takeover. Like, he was doing everything. I think he worked four nights that week, right? Five nights. He worked Raw, Raw NXT. He worked, no, SmackDown. Uh, NXT, SmackDown. Raw, NXT, SmackDown, TakeOver. And, uh, and then Survivor, Survivor series. series. So seven matches in like a... In like ten days. Ten days like, that's nuts. And then he put on... And they're all high level also. And he put his body through the ringer. The guy went through games. war games right before he went to Survivor Series. Nuts. Look, I, I can't... Everyone, everyone's going with Lost. I mean, no, Lost, right? Everyone's going uh, Adam Cole, baby. And I, like, it's hard to argue. Like, who, like you know, how, how could I say no to yeah. Adam Cole? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I don't, think, I don't I think three of our four picks are all the money. Yeah. That's Seth Rollins one. Yeah. That's uh, why it's an honorable. That's, that's a shaky one. Yeah. That's a little shaky. So I, I think we can move on to our move female yes. wrestler of the year, and yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your route. I'm okay. gonna go rotten again. Okay. Okay. Sasha Banks. No. Sasha Banks. Get out of here. Yeah. Sasha Banks. Oh man, I, I didn't see that coming. I tried to sit there and think about a woman who had the as bad a year as Sasha Banks. With uh, okay, she was out for okay, yeah. So she, she loses the, the title in March. She throws a hissy fit and leaves uh, for five months. Comes back, turns heel, has a bad intro music. Hasn't had, in my opinion, a good match in over a year. 
no singles title run. She hasn't done, yeah. She hasn't done anything. Wow. Sasha Banks. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with the person that Sasha Banks is in the middle of a program with right now. Oh, God. Lacey Evans. It's because you hate her. What has she done to not be Rotten Apple? She had the first female match in Saudi Arabia. Whoop, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. She whoop, had that's whoop it. So was Natalia. So what? I don't care. Oh, that's I don't know. I think I think your bias doesn't allow Lacey Evans. I, like honestly, I'm sitting here, and I can't think of another female this year who I would give the raw apple to. Tamina, Nia Jax, those are two off the rib. Nia Jax hasn't wrestled all year. She's been hurt. Exactly. No, I'm, that's not fair. I'm not gonna. Funny, that's a golden apple. <laughs> Is that your honorable? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This look at this one. I just picked today. This was like my I don't know whatever. Yeah. Nah, Sasha. That actually, this is my. I'm not, the awards. I'm not standing. This is my first, my first pick. That was your first yeah. pick. Yeah. I'm not standing behind this one, but I'm. Just, I'll, I'll stand behind it. Okay. I'll go lazy Evans. I don't like it, but there's like no conviction behind it. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> my golden apple for female wrestler of the year, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, if you don't... Unanimous. If, if Unanimous. no one doesn't think Tessa Blanchard is Woman of the Year, you're smoking crack. All the crack. As, as Stephen A. Smith would say, lay off oh, the, the weed. <laughs> Her. She's oh. not even wrestling females anymore. <laughs> Come on. She's up for the world, the, the Impact World Championship. Come on. In like two weeks. We haven't seen a dominant woman like this since China. And it's they make it believable. Like, it makes sense. Like, on last week's episode of Impact, she got into, like, a brawl with Sammy Callahan where it went out of the arena and they're, like, fighting in the middle of the street. And it looks legit. Like, the way that they, they fight each other... By the way, her and Sammy Callahan have amazing chemistry. Yes. Unreal. But it looks like... I, could, I feel like I'm, like... I've definitely seen those two people fight in the middle of the street before. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. It's just, oh, man, 100%, 100% unanimous, can't disagree, couldn't agree with you more, oh, Tessa so, Blanchard. So, Tessa's your golden also. 100%. All right, we, fight, we got our unanimous. We, we, unanimous. Tessa Blanchard, female golden apple of the year. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Now we get to, to some of the interesting stuff. Pay-per-view slash event of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go golden first this time. Okay. This one took a long time. Yeah, this no, this one for me was pretty easy. I had to mull this over quite a bit. NXT TakeOver New York. WrestleMania weekend. Hmm. Okay... This had Cole and Gargano one. This had um, Viking Raiders versus, I want to say Street Profits. This was Velveteen versus Matt Riddle. This was Aleister Black versus, I forget who. But like I, I went through so many different cards in the last like 48 hours. I remember who was on what card. But I remember thinking, this is probably the best show of the year. From January to now. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
I don't, I don't agree with you. That's fine. Who you got? For me, <clears throat> uh, my golden apple goes to the G1 Climax. Yeah, 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 yeah. The G1 Climax. If you did not watch this. But are you, okay, but you're talking about the final? Because cli- we're talking about we're event talk- or, or paper. The G1 Climax is, is an a event. tournament. But it's an event. But it doesn't take place over one night. It takes place over multiple nights. But we're not. That's why I didn't pick the G1. I'm I'm thinking of a singular show. I'm using that pay per view event very loosely. For me, it would be if if it's not if it's not the G1 climax, and if if I can't use that, then it's going to be Takeover 25. I think Takeover 25 was better than New York. Absolutely. I don't know, man. Gargano Cold Two was better. Hold on. Keep talking. I mean, the, the climax, I, I like to have because you had, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, John Moxley taking on the uh, Stone Pitbull. Right. No, I'm, I, I can't argue. Five-star match. I cannot argue. After five-star match. After five-star match. If you're going mean, to use the event as a, like the entire tournament, can't complain. The tournament this year... Was probably the best G one climax. And then you had a who's who of people in there. Yeah. I mean, I come on. The, the, for me, I was like, if anyone else doesn't think this year's climax was the best in a long time, and the climaxes like have been banger after banger after banger. I think all except last year's. I think I, I don't think last year's uh, G one climax was really all that good. But this year. And then you have Kota Ibushi in it. So, TakeOver New York. This was in March. This was WrestleMania weekend. War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet to kick off the show. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Walter versus Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kairi Sane. And then Gargano and Cole won. TakeOver 25. Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Street Profits versus Lor- uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, Undisputed Era and the Forgotten Sons in the Fatal Four Way Ladder Match. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze, Baszler versus Io Shirai, and then Gargano Cole Two. That that's what I said. I think I think the G One for me would be it for sure. Again, if we're going tournaments, mm-hmm. I'm not arguing with you. But in terms of singular show, mm-hmm. I, I'd say New York is better than Twenty Five. Okay. And again, I was. I was going by one singular show, which mm-hmm. is why I went TakeOver New York. Yeah, I went as an event. Okay. And the climax is an event. Maybe, maybe we'll make sure we have to be a little bit more specific as to how we're going to play this. Well, when you put pay-per-view slash event. Well, because I put it that way because not everything is a pay-per-view. Like, WWE has live... Events. But they're not pay-per-views. They're only paying for it. It's yeah. just streamed live on their network. That's what I meant by slash event. Like, G1 Climax is a tournament. The tournament. The tournament's an event. <sighs> Whatever, loophole. Loophole. Ron Apple? My, oh, oh. Well, aren't you supposed to go first? Oh, was it me? Yeah. Hell in a Cell. Then, that's a unanimous. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that was a dog... <laughs> Yep, yep. Spit pile of yep, pay-per-view. Yep. That thing sucked. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes. Absolutely sucked. Yep. 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 No argument here. This <laughs> is <laughs> <so> happy. Let's <laughs> get to our, 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 our last 
Oh, second. Oh, well, our penultimate. Cause we're okay, we're the, the promotion of the, the year. promotion of the year. My, I'm going to Ryan Apple again. Okay, Ryan Apple of the year, match of the year. Seth Rollins versus the Fiend Hall in the South 2019. Hey, two in a row! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> By far one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> worst result, worst, <laughs> worst everything. It was horrible. I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm 100% horrible. with you. Totally with you. My golden. Okay. Stated this earlier. Adam Colby Bay. Gargano to take over 25. Okay. Match of the year. I was trying to go... I didn't want to go uh, two climax in a row. I didn't want to go put a G1 climax match. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was was more uh, storytelling Mm -hmm. uh, that made me choose Adam Cole and Gargano. Okay. So, it's funny. I had the same exact reason why I picked a different match. Mm. So, I was originally going to go with um, Osprey and Okada. The G1 climax. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> my that was my first. I was like, oh, Osprey versus Okada from the G1 climax issue was just unfair. However, and I didn't know where I was allowed more than one honorable mention, so I'm making that my official honorable mention. My official honorable mention match of the year is Osprey versus Okada Man, from the G1 if climax. We get more than one honorable mention. That's going to be my honorable mission. You had like seven. Leave me alone. That's for the decade. You said you had two this year, no? For, for the, the year. Uh, that's, so that's two. Oh, that's your second one? Yeah. I only had one because I thought I was only allowed one. Excuse me. But I gave my match of the year to, and again, sheerly because of storytelling, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes from Double or Nothing. Mm. I thought that match had me from start to finish. It was such a good match. Good storytelling. The in-ring work wasn't bad either. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, was it, like, elite level, like Okada, Osprey, or, like, Gargano Cole in terms of work rate? No. But it was still a very well-wrestled match Mm -hmm. with, I think, the best storytelling we've seen this year Mm -hmm. with an emotional climax and an even more emotional resolution where the match is over and then they have that moment at the end where, you know, they hug and they're crying it's kind of kind of corny with the I don't need a, a, a party but it worked so perfectly. Yeah, with the story being told before, it the match cheesy. itself. It, it was just cheesy for me. It was cheesy, but like it, it works. That so match, that match was a, a a banger of a match. We were like people were talking about it for like weeks after the fact. That was Dustin's first five star match. That's what I'm saying. You know, so that's my match of the year is Dustin versus Cody, at double or nothing. Uh, All right. I think it's safe to say that our uh, uh, promotion of the promotion year, for the first years. time ever we're doing this, um, I don't know, I think I want to see how things are going next year, if we're going to include it next year or not. Yeah. I think this year there's such a wide range of how everyone's doing that it makes sense that we can do this, because some people are having really rough years, some people are having really good years. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes sense that this year we do promotion of the year for the first time. We'll do it next year, maybe we don't know. So, who's it, me or you going first? You can go for this. Rotten Apple, I'm going to say first because it's the easiest one. WWE. No. Really? Ring of Honor. Ooh. Those poor guys. I, like, I want to give them a hug. It's bad. And even like, um, who was it that, that just left that was doing backstage stuff? Was it Joy Mercury? Yeah. Where he was talking about how bad it is backstage and how like the creative is a mess and the whole thing with Kelly Klein. Like, it's just... 
Enzo and Kaz debacle. Just Ring of Honor is really struggling right now, and how high they were like a year ago to how hard they felt this year. I have no choice but to get like if anything's gonna bruise your apple, it's going from the top of the tree to the bottom, but to, to falling off and hitting it just like a ton of bricks. So to me, Ring of Honor's gotta be my rotten apple promotion of the year. You know what? I've never actually even thought about my rotten apple. I had my, my golden one. Okay. I, I have to agree with you. I was gonna say WWE because they're stupid raw uh, Lana Lisa, Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Oh, excuse me, Bob Lashley uh, storyline. Right, right. But I was like, yeah, you can't fault the company for that whole thing. Yeah. I was like they haven't been that bad. And WWE, you also have to remember, it's not just one storyline on Raw, one storyline. We're talking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT. NXT Sunday Night Heat, Velocity. <laughs> like, I, to me, how can I give WWE a Rotten Apple when they have NXT? Yeah. It's got to be ROH. It's got to be. Oh, man, I feel so... Like, it hurts my soul. You're golden? It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up, but I'm, I'm going to let my bias show a little bit. AEW. Just started fresh. Announced in January. Didn't hit TV until October. And they're already making huge waves in the wrestling industry. Already competing with one of the brands of the biggest promotion on the planet. Mm. Do they have kinks to work out? Absolutely. But they hit the ground running. So I, I got to give them... I'm definitely going to go AEW. I don't have... I'm not going to say honorable mentions, but there's two other promotions that I want to at least silently acknowledge. But I'm going to... Uh, definitely, I'm going to go AEW. Acknowledge the... New Japan, who, you know, they could have done with... They could have suffered the way Ring of Honor did. Because they lost the same guys. Mm-hmm. But New Japan is still New Japan. And then Impact is for their improvements. Because Impact has gone... They've improved so much this year. I want to at least acknowledge, you know, their success. But definitely give me my golden apple to AEW. Uh, okay. Um, I don't agree with you. Okay. I mean, AEW is my honorable. Okay. We're going to have an honorable yeah, yeah. for this one. Um, That's fair. Simply because their body of work for the entire year isn't as vast. We're talking as like three months of an entire exactly. year. Yeah, I get you. Uh, and um, let, let's not beat around the bush here. <clears throat> November into December, their product wasn't what we thought they're going to be. You know? well, it's kind of like, um, for me, it's, it's been a couple of okay, weeks. Okay, okay. Um, the, the, the promotion of the year for me is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I can't argue. Uh, best of the Super Juniors, the G1 Climax. I'm telling you, this, this year's G1 Wrestle might King. be the best G1 I've ever, like, Wrestle, of all time. Wrestle Kingdom. Like, they had... Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, it's definitely... Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Um, I I just hope that they, like like you said, they lost the same guys ROH did, and they managed to not just stay afloat, but get better. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably get better. <sighs> they got better because you know why? They started um, using their stars. Um, your your Will Ospreys, your Juice Robinsons, your... Um, what the hell is it? You're Jay White's. And this is credit to those wrestlers who also stepped it up. Mm-hmm. You know, once the Elite and all those guys left, they said, okay, we got to step it up. And they did. Okada's Okada. Naito's Naito. Tanahashi's Tanahashi. But you're going to, you have your, um, your, um, what the hell is his name? 
You're Zack Sabre Jr. still putting on classics. You're Will Osprey's putting on classics. These guys, you didn't think that they can step it up Shingo to another Takagi gear. Still killing it. Shingo Takagi. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah, we can name the whole roster. You know, I didn't. Oh, Evil and Sonata. Sonata's been having fantastic matches mm-hmm. with Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think that these guys can step it up to another level because they're already at the highest level, mm-hmm. but. They're like, no, 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 there's a level there's above more, this. There's more. We got another one. Yeah, we yeah. have another level above this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like if they had the financial backing that WWE had, they could be the number one promotion in the world. They it's just more about the reach. They just, they just don't have the reach yet. Yeah. They need, better, they need a better TV deal in the States. That's the problem. That access TV deal is bunk. That's what I'm hoping that they can work something out with AEW to get more of their guys right. onto to Dynamite. Yeah. And, um... Oof, God, imagine. Yeah. If that happens, NXT has no shot. No. No shot. No, they don't. <clears throat> you can put Okada against anybody on that. Any bomb. <laughs> okay. So, let's, let's move on to now the second portion of our awards. The decade. From 2010 to now, the entire 10-year span... Golden apples, rotten apples, I don't mention the whole nine yards. This was backbreaking. Mm. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'm going to start. Okay. And I'm going to start with the uh, the golden apples for the tag team of the decade. My honorable mention, because I have a bunch of them now. <laughs> it's just one per category. Okay, okay. I'm, I don't have a thousand. Okay. One per category. My honorable mention, tag team of the decade, the Usos. Wow, you don't. That's a that's a good pick. The Usos. I like that pick. Okay. Very good team. Okay. Always put on a good match. Mm-hmm. Very consistent. They've reinvented themselves. Mm-hmm. Have they? But, and t- I, when I judge something, I judge something on accomplishments, mm-hmm. uh, titles, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and no tag team beats Matt and Nick Jackson. The Young Bucks as tag team of the decade. If you would have told me when I watched, was watching TNA in 2010. Generation Me? That these guys were going to be the Young Bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> yeah. They were such babies then. They were. And I was like, what the hell is this? Generation Me? me yeah. I was like, like, who are these party boy knockoffs? Yeah, 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 yeah. And now look at them. The Young Bucks. Arguably the greatest tag team in all of professional wrestling. So yeah, that's... that's Okay. The Bucks of youth. My honorable mention goes to a tag team that's been all over the industry... Since, I believe, 2006. The Briscoe Brothers. That's a good pick. Promotion after promotion. Belt after belt. That is a good Match after match. And they're still doing it. It, it, like... Do I even have to say anything else? No, you do not. The Briscoe Brothers. That is a very good pick. And my Golden Apple tag team of the decade. The Young Bucks. 
All right. I mean, if, I, if nothing else, for how them, along with Joey Ryan, have changed the wrestling industry in terms of being able to make money outside of the WWE machine. Mm-hmm. Because Joey Ryan showed the template and how to do it as a singles wrestler, and the Bucks said, okay, we can do that also, and we're going to do that for tag teams, and then we're going to build that as an empire. These guys, before stepping away from Ring of Honor or New Japan, already had so much money that they have gorgeous homes, both of them, Mm -hmm. fully supporting their families, almost exclusively on merchandise. Because of how they've changed the industry. Mm-hmm. Them, Joey Ryan, and ProWrestlingTees.com, those three those three entities together just completely changed the world of professional wrestling. On top of that, along the way, they've been putting on amazing matches. Whether you want to call them spot monkeys for their super kick parties, which are entertaining but dumb, or <clears throat> their ladder war matches, or... Escalera de la Muerta with the, the Briscoes and the Lucha Brothers. I mean, just... You name it, the Bucks have done it. Yeah. Plus, there's not a promo. I don't think there's a promotion in this world that they haven't held the tag titles for. WWE. Other than their own and WWE. So yeah. My uh, my rotten apple of the decade. Yes. Is your <clears throat> rotten apple tag team, the Ascension? Oh, okay. You, you, they they came in with such hype. Yeah. In NXT. And then you get up to the WWE and you get jobbed out by, and you get by the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> Outlaws and old DX. Yeah. And then you do nothing, literally yeah. nothing, throughout this whole tenure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Connor and Victor. I'm sorry that you went to WWE. Because <laughs> anywhere else, your shtick would have worked. Uh, there's nothing else to say. The Ascension. Okay. And you? My Rotten Apple is going to go to the Colognes. Primo and Epico. Damn, those are my brethren. And I was going to say, your brethren, debuting in 2011, so we're we're talking about, like, the decade. Yeah, Los Matadors. Debuting in 2011, they've been with WWE for nine years now. Mm Mm-hmm. What have they done? Have they even had a title run? Yes. They've had one title run, if I'm not mistaken. But since then, like, they, like no one takes them seriously. They don't do anything. They haven't even They've been repackaged, like, 14 times, and it falls flat every time. Whether it's the Shining Stars, or the Matadors, or the Clones, or... doesn't matter. They just... It's not... It doesn't work. Yeah. Nothing they do works. No one cares. They I nine years of uselessness in my opinion. So we're talking Ron Apple of the decade for a tag team. There you go. Alright. Oh you know arguments here. This is fun. This one was rough. This is fun. This, this one was rough. Okay. Ron Apple was easy. I'm, you want to steal a rotten apple? No, it's up to you. Right, I'm going to steal a rotten apple. Okay. Sin Cara. Explain. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. Sin Cara. Do you remember when Sin Cara debuted? Yeah. 
the 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 hype behind Sinkara. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this new mass wrestler is gonna debut Sinkara. Sinkara. They had like vignettes for like months. Mm-hmm. He shows up. The golden hue in the wrestling the, yeah, the ring. Garbage. Then, Fox City Jones. Yeah. They get rid of the original Sinkara, bring in the new one. Still, no one cares. Yeah. Can't do anything right. Not as much botchy, but still junk. No one cares. He's in a program here, he's in a program there, he's in a program here, he's in a program there. He gets into, like, hey, he's going to be in a match with, like, someone who actually matters. Nope, job him out. Then, they finally release him. He shows up in AAA, still as Sinkara, which he doesn't own. WWE owns that. It's just, like, between the hype that he was supposed to be, the original one being a friggin' dud and a half, and then the second one just never being able to get his feet on the ground. You didn't like his Lucha Dragons thing? With him and Kalisto? Yeah. It worked in NXT, and then what happened when they came back to the main roster? It was a hot fart. Yeah, but WWE doesn't, don't know how to deal with their tag teams. It just, it, but Sin, Sin Cara just never, it just never worked. And for someone who's been in the company for as long as he was, and who they tried so hard to make it work, and it never worked. That's rotten. It stinks. Like, smell it from here. Okay. My rotten apple, the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. I love you so much, because I almost picked up. I, I kid you not, I was like, am I about to pick Jeff Hardy? And I was like, no, 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 no. D-D-Y's after D-U-Y's after D-W-Y's after D-W-Y's Rehab after rehab Rehab after rehab after rehab Needle after The 2011 Victory Road debacle where he showed up high as a kite Yep Didn't even know where he was Sting had to Scorpion Death Eric Bischoff's Finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorpion we all, we all, dead we drop. Know, we know all that. We know, we know One, two, three. Um, not being able to reinvent himself past his Hardy Boys thing. The only time he can do that is that he had to basically copy Matt Hardy's mm-hmm. broken thing. Mm-hmm. Brother Nero. So here's the only reason why I felt like I couldn't do that for Jeff. The man is still over like Rover. I don't care if you're over or not. The minute his music hits and he comes out with his colorful face paint that glows in the dark, the fans eat it up. I mean, we popped when they came out at WrestleMania. Oh, well, I mean, but yeah. I don't care about popping or not. He he needs to get his life together. And no, yeah, he did I'm not, not have it in the 2010s. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Okay, fair enough. My Rotten Apple. Fair enough. This one was easy, too. Like really? picking Jeff was easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Male wrestler of the decade. <sighs> so again, at the time, I didn't know I had I was allowed an honorable mention. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to honorably mention my honorable mention. Do it. Come on. Don't be a baby. I mean. Okay. <laughs> honorable mention has to be, has to be, without question. The forever evolving, break the walls down, list, le champion, silent man, whatever gimmick you want to throw at him, the first ever undisputed champion, the first ever AEW champion, Chris freaking Jericho is my 
honorable mention male wrestler of the decade. Because who reinvents themselves more than Chris Jericho? Who has been relevant more for the last 10 years, kept themselves relevant at all costs, than Chris Jericho? That's a, that's a strong pick. My man, Pods and Pants. That's a strong pick. However, he's not my golden apple. That, that honor is bestowed upon. I can think of no other than the Rainmaker. So you go from Kazuchika Okada. The Painmaker to, to the, the Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Okay. I mean, this dude holds the record for the longest IWGP Heavyweight Championship reign. He's in. He's currently in his what seventh reign right now? I think it's. No, I think it's like the fifth or the sixth. Could have sworn it was the sixth before Kenny took it. I thought this was seven. Either sixth or seventh reign as the IWGP heavyweight champion put New Japan on his back. Like his fifth reign. Was his fifth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fifth reign. Matches with Naito, Tanahashi, uh um Omega. Osprey, you name it, this dude can do no wrong between the ropes. Damn. What happened? So if we're talking about decade, right? Mm-hmm. He started off the decade at 22 years old. He's only th- he's 32. He's only 32. That's insane. He has That's at least another nuts. 10 more years. That is insane. He's only 32. <coughs> and look how good he already is. And the fact that he was able to recover from that Green Hornet crap that he was doing in TNA on his excursion, came back as the Rainmaker, and he's he's the guy. He said it before. He was just like how um, being in TNA helped him realize that you need a gimmick. Yeah. Um, to me, it, it I, there's no other question. It's got to be Okada. Um, that I will debate you on. Okay, that's fine. Because my honorable mention... Is the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. Oh. For all the reasons you've said. Yeah. But um, no man, and I mean no man, in this decade... You better pick whether you're going to pick. ...has held the TNA Championship twice. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. The Pro British Heavyweight Champion once. A two-time IWGP Heavyweight Champion... A multi-time United States champion, a two-time WWE champion. Okay. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Styles. He was Rev Pro champion. Yes, he was. I had no idea. That's what that's what you threw me off. I was like, Rev Pro, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. If I if you didn't pick AJ, that's why I was completely comfortable not picking AJ because mm-hmm. I, I was like, Jay's gonna pick AJ. I'm good. I can go Okada. For me, there's no one else but AJ Styles I know, to yeah. do this in your in your early. He's to 42 l- now. Early 30s to to your you know 40s, put on classics to to hold top championships in everywhere you go. Four promotions. The only promotion that he he made a stop at that he didn't hold a belt in was ROH. Really, he was never ROH champion. Never, never. Oh, go figure. He entered the 2010s <clears throat> as the Impact Champion, and then he had another reign, but Dixie Carter 
stripped him of the belt because it was a contract dispute, and that's when he went to Japan mm. and uh, England, and he tore it up. Went to WWE. The guy held the top belt for the two top promotions in the world. Twice. Twice each. Beating Tanahashi and Okada. And then beating... Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose. And uh, um, Jinder Mahal. And, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Well, he ended two bad championship reigns. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, for me, it, it can be anybody else except AJ Styles. I ain't arguing with you, brother. I'm, I'm cool with AJ. I would have picked AJ my own, my Ken, but I was like, Jeremy's going to pick AJ. Let's I was hoping that box. you didn't pick Kenny. No. I'd, I'd be stupid to put Kenny over Okada or Jericho. Mm-hmm. Or AJ. I love Kenny, but he has not had the decade that those three men have had. Yeah. So, my female wrestler of the decade. <coughs> I'm going women's golden first. My honorable. Okay. For this decade. Goes to Natalia. Okay. Uh, almost single-handedly kept the women's division afloat, the divas division afloat. Okay. When um, before the women's revolution and all that, you know. Fair enough. Um, also having the first female wrestling match in Saudi Arabia is that's yeah. monumental history. Yeah, yeah. My golden apple, and you're not gonna like it. I feel like it's the same. Charlotte Flair. Who's done more than Charlotte? I don't know. Nobody. Has her matches been classics like Sasha Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn? No. But accolade after accolade after accolade after accolade. I don't think there's another woman that had a better decade than she has. In such a short amount of time. Divas champion, NXT women's champion, Raw women's champion, SmackDown women's champion. The list goes on. Charlotte Flair. Easy. I very reluctantly agree with you. Charlotte Flair is my golden apple of the decade for female wrestler. Everything you said is true. Yeah. If we're going solely on statistics and accolades and... Relevance to, to professional wrestling for the last decade? I, I have no choice. I have to go Charlotte. It pains me, but it is. Yeah. And uh, my rotten apple, Alicia Fox. Hey! Unanimous! Alicia Fox. Yeah, you trash. Enough said. <laughs> you trash. Said. I didn't even want to give her more time than that. Alicia Fox, enough said. How do you, how do, you do a job so long... And, and never so improve. Bad at it. And never improve. Awful. Awful. Move on. You do your g- job so forgettably. It's ridiculous. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm so happy we both have Alicia Fox. Oh, it makes me happy. You're so bad, Alicia. Anyway. <laughs> oh, this was fun. This was fun. This was not easy. That shit. Who are you telling? So. Pay-per-view or event. Of the decade. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Ron first. I want to get the bad out of the, you know, just get the 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 poop out of the mouth first. Yeah. TNA Victory Road 2011. That is a strong. Yeah. 
this is this category is probably one of the most research on. Yeah, yeah, I had to. And and this was this seemed like it was gonna be one of three things, and this was my my standout. Has to be TNA Victory Road 2011. It's just an abomination of a show. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah, I I think I can up uh, up you one. What? What's worse than Victory Road Victory Road 11? Backlash 2018. That's what, that's what I was going to ask you about. Was it 2016, 17, or 18? It was 18. I had to do research for that, too. Oh, man. I know. Backlash look, 2018. It was bad, but it wasn't Victory Road I, bad. I don't know, man. Backlash was... It wasn't Victory Road bad. It was bad, bad. It was, it was bad. That's literally what I was going to ask you about. Which year was that? Because 17 was the one that AJ won against Ambrose. That's when he got the title. 17. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was either 16 or 18. I couldn't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the fun stuff. The positive. My honorable mention, my honorable mention, for pay-per-view or event of the year, goes to WrestleMania 30. Now, this, I think, is inarguably... Aside from the matches, that, the shows that we talked about this year with the takeovers and whatnot, mm-hmm. WWE's best show of the entire decade, uh, especially with the storylines going into it and the storylines that came out of it. So, this is at the height of Daniel Bryan's yes movement. Yes, he wasn't supposed to be, but they wanted him to be, but they didn't want him to be. So we start the night. With Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. If Daniel Bryan wins, he gets put into the main event. 26 minutes, right off the bat. Fantastic match. Anything classic. Daniel Bryan wins. Then on the rest of the card, you got The Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Okay, fine, whatever. Cesaro winning the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Well deserved. Didn't right. Didn't with it, but... Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Good Embrace match. the hate storyline. Yeah, good match. The outcome was junk. Yeah. But the story and the match was good. Lesnar defeating the streak. That was the biggest shock. Which, at the time I wasn't watching it. wrestling, and mm-hmm. this hit my radar, and I was like, what? I remember posting about it. If Lesnar beats uh, Taker at Mania, I will never watch wrestling again. And here Liar. I am. Liar. Doing a wrestling contest. <laughs> uh, AJ Lee winning the Vicky Guerrero Invitational for the Divas Championship. And then, of course, the main event, Daniel Bryan beating Batista and Randy Orton to become the heavyweight championship, the heavyweight champion. And, you know, the visual of him holding the belts, the crowd is losing their minds, confetti and pyro everywhere. I mean... Second best promo package in WWE history. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, monster. Amazing. I, I'll, like, I remember, again, I wasn't watching at the time, so it was the last few years since I started watching wrestling again. I went back and watched the whole show in its entirety. Just, it, you get goosebumps by the end of the show. So, to me, that's my honorable mention, WrestleMania 30. My golden apple has to go to none other than Wrestle Kingdom 10. <clears throat> now, for those of you who don't know, this is Wrestle Kingdom 10's card. <clears throat> the Bucks defeating Red Dragon... Matt Seidel and Ricochet and Rapongi Vice. Chaos featuring the Briscoes and Toroyanu defeating Bullet Club of Balakfale, Tamatanga, 
and uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Jay Lethal versus Michael Elgin. Kushida versus Kenny Omega. GBH versus Bullet Club. Goto versus Naito. Shibata versus Ishii. Nakamura versus AJ Styles. And Okada versus Tanahashi. Yeah. I mean, just like, I'm, I, I, I started smiling halfway through reading the card because it's just so good. So good. So, so good. Yep. Oh my god. I mean, and and I I'm someone who I, again I had to watch this back. Yeah. Because I started watching I think the year after this. No, yeah, I started watching later this year. This was 2016. I started rewatching later in this year. This is also the same year that Shibata got hurt. Right. Exactly. And pretty much ended his career. Yeah. So we're talking now like I've watched 11, 12, 13, and I've loved every one of those. Mm-hmm. But man, tens would start it off for you. Ten is just <laughs> top to bottom. Sign me up. So I didn't put it in there, but I had my honorable mention. Okay. I was actually thinking about this today, and it is Wrestle Kingdom ten. So good, it's so good. But my golden apple, and if you will allow me. If not, I have my backup. Is there another tournament, you jerk? It's not a tournament. It's an event. Okay, here we go. What? The creation of grapples to apples. Oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, you. That is my, my, my wrestling event of the decade. You're so cute. (laughs) Only in 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 its infancy. But doing the podcast means so much. Being able to yeah. speak to an audience about wrestling, something that I, I've been so passionate about. Um, Remember when we used to just do this in your car? Yeah. Just sitting in the car, just talking about wrestling angrily? Yeah. And then you're like, let's do this podcast. Yeah, let's just put a mic on. Hit record, man. Let's record. do that. Yeah. So the creation of Grapples to Apples is my golden apple of the decade. Oh. And as a backup, I had All In. <laughs> <laughs> That's a backup at All In. Okay. But yes. State your case for All In. Uh, it set the gears in motion for AEW. Yeah, yeah. Figured as much. And, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 10 was the creme de la creme. Right. But All In gave us AEW. Yeah. Know? It gave wrestling fans something to watch now. Yep. And that huge mage, bigly huge. And of course, we can't talk about all in without me being obnoxious and saying I was there. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> it was Amanda's birthday. I couldn't go. She's like, "Go, oh, you should have gone." I was like, "Yeah, I missed yeah. your birthday." Yeah, okay. okay. You would have never had the end of that. Yeah, that was what last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I made it up to her this year. We went on a cruise for her birthday. There so you go. Should have just. In hindsight, hindsight 2020. All right. So, so let's close out yes. this episode with our match, match of, of the decade. decade. Now, I'm going to go rotten. Okay. And I'm going to pee because I got to wish. Okay, good. All right. Good. The rotten apple. Has to be. Has to be Sting versus Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. 
for the TNA title at Victory, Victory Road 2011. 2011. Oh, God. This is why I don't want you to go into too much detail before, because I wanted us to do it now. Yeah. Oh, man, we're an abomination. Abomination Abomin- of a match. Abomination. This is an abomination, minimization, nation, nation of a nation. Oh. This, this match made me oh, lose God. hope in Jeff Hardy ever getting better. Oh, man, it was bad. He didn't show up to the, the event until like 10 minutes before his match. Stoned out of his freaking mind. It's insane. Watching watching this match is so surreal. No matter how many times I watch, I'm just like, this can't be real life. That's when I... That's like, This can't be real. At that, that's when I, I kind of quit on TNA. Could you imagine having paid to be in that crowd and that happens? Get that finish? I mean, you're part of history now, but damn. Oh, my God. And the chant that they were chanting BS. As or this is BS, and things just like, I agree. Yeah. Oh. He's like, y'all not wrong. I agree. Oh, my God. Please, look, anyone who is listening to this who has not watched this, it'll literally take you less than five minutes to watch this entire debacle yeah. of a quote-unquote match. Just look up... TNA Victory Road 2011, and this is the first thing you get that's going to pop up. It's not even going to be the whole any. There's no other match on this card is going to pop up before this match does. It's so bad. Oh, oh. Now, from the worst to the best, the best. So I have my honorable mention. Okay. I didn't because I wasn't. Allowed, I didn't know I was allowed. I'm glad I wasn't. If I had to think of more than one match of the year, I'd kill myself. Match of the decade, I'd kill myself. I mean, you had a lot to choose from. Oh, my God. CM Punk and John Cena, Money in the Bank. Bank. 2011, yep. Uh, Shinsuke versus AJ. Yep. My honorable mention. Taker versus Shawn Michaels. The Streak versus The Career. WrestleMania 26. God, so good. So the good. storytelling in that match. Oh, man. In that feud. And it didn't end there. That's the first one, right? That was that's the, the first that's the last right? match. The, okay. There was that, that was their last match. That's the last one. That's the last their one. Their first one. match was the year before, before. that. Which um, then was this, and then but, was end of the era. Yeah. Oh, it, Those three it started matches. the year before that, where Taker eliminated Shawn Michaels in the Rumble, mm-hmm. and then Shawn challenged. Shawn challenged him at Mania, lost. Spent the whole year trying to like convince the Taker to, to do it again. They they do it again. Career versus the streak. Taker beats Shawn. And then uh, Triple H is upset that his friends retired. End of an era. Hell in the Cell. Oh, my God. Those three matches are just... Oh, God. So my bad. opinion, so the bad. best three matches Undertaker has ever put on his entire career. Oh, for sure. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I, bro, I was getting ready to, like, smite thee. But no, you're 100% right. Um, but my golden apple, and I think everyone's golden apple... Should be the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, versus the Cleaner, Kenny Omega 4, at Dominion 6 9 You can't pick anything else. There's you cannot can't. pick anything else. There's this no. is the greatest wrestling match in the history of wrestling. There is no, I don't want to hear it. There's absolutely no debate. I don't want to hear it. There's no debate. None. There shouldn't be any. None. And if you are going to debate See it. Me, you do, you See me, son. See, I'll give you your dress. Come at me, bro. Send, your, send me your address. Send me your address. I will send me your pull address. up. You're going to have to defend house honors. 100%. This is undoubtedly 
the great uh, like it just there's no other answer aside from maybe Shinsuke uh, AJ Hulk versus Warrior and I think Brett versus Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam I have never rewatched a wrestling match so many times it's just oh my god and just, just like every spot was just like, oh my god watching watching this match it's like, whenever I decide to watch it, I have to make sure that I give myself an hour of my day, plus. Because it's such an exhausting match, emotionally, that you watch it, and then you need time to, like, digest. It's so, it's just, oh my god, this match is, it's everything that professional wrestling should be and could be. It just, it's just... And it is. And it is. And I, and I love that we, we are both agreement for both the worst because the worst of the worst is the worst of the worst sting versus jeff you don't get worse than that but okada omega four and the story going into it omega finally finally defeating overcoming his mountain that is okada to become the iwgp heavyweight champion after failed after oh okada's and and breaking the the longest IWGP heavyweight title streak in the history. It's just un unreal. Un just I can't even watching this match just Damn. <sighs> it is Ugh. It's a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Absolutely. Well ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna wrap up our year end and Decade end awards. Grapples to apples, golden and rotten apples of the year and of the decade. Thank you so much for listening for the entire year, whether you've been listening from January or from last week. We truly do appreciate anyone and everyone who listens to our show on a weekly basis, even if it's one day of the year or every Saturday when this goes up. We will be back in 2020. And hopefully soon, you might start to see some faces attached to these voices. Hopefully. But until then, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you could be on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to catch us on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to get us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts for the last time in 2019. Ill will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be because that's who I is in 2019. Kicking it with my main man, my hetero life mate. Tell him who you is. Man the hour. Man with the power. Too sick to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Your boy. Shades. We will catch y'all in 2020. Because remember, an apple a day is a bad wrestling away. Peace! Happy New Year, guys.